start your engines and buckle up. It's the Light Sights. Let's go. F1 show. Good evening. It's the Light Sight. Let's go. F1 show on Jack's radio, which clearly means it's Wednesday and it's seven o'clock. So I have with me Rich and Adam, and I am still feeling absolutely awful trying to get over the weekend at Silverstone. It was too hot. I drank too much. I had too little sleep. And uh, yeah, now it's hot in my flat. And uh, there you go. It is. Uh, I'm probably going to make a few mistakes, say some wrong things, because I don't really know where I am or what I'm doing. So there you uh, go. We'll, so, we'll, we'll, we'll pick you up, sir. Don't worry about that. Just we'll for carry everybody, through. For everybody listening. Carry me. Dan does indeed look thoroughly battered. <laughs> he, he looks, <laughs> and he looks sunburnt. More, he looks he looks more broken than a racing a Red Bull racing car. Oh, yeah, topical, Mister Knightson. Topical, like right. Okay, so the song you just heard was "Hammer to Fall" by Queen, and that was played by request for somebody called Rob Farmer, who I met at Silverstone. He's a top bloke. I had a, a few beers with him. I think it's his fault that I'm feeling quite poorly now because I went through the weekends not drinking that much and drinking water, and then I met up with him for a night and I got absolutely hammered. So there oh, you go. Good, um, good man, Rob. You've got my vote there. You got Dan absolutely piddled. Top hole, sir. Top hole. Um, I'm gonna give a couple more shouts out because I was I was I was passing the Logger F1 sort of name around Silverstone. So a shout out to Tony, Rob, Adam, and Liam uh, from the Woodlands Lively area. Um, I know Tony and Adam are gonna be extremely pleased that Hamilton won. Uh, not, but there you go. They 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 can't stand Hamilton, and we had some interesting chats about that, which is hilarious. Uh, say hello to Tim Tom Racing. Um, I I then said, why is it called that? And the two of them looked at me and went, because I'm called Tim and I'm called Tom. So yeah, there you go. Um, and a shout out, a shout out to my uh, tent neighbours. That is Mick, Layla. And a little boy called Jude. Uh, so they were in the uh, family area at Woodlands. Um, and Mick is in a band, actually. Uh, so we uh, exchanged details. And actually, I've got one of um, one of his songs. We, he, he's in a band called Ethan and the Reformation. Um, and I'm playing one of their songs out tonight. And it's an absolute cracker. So that's really good. Fantastic. I look forward to that. Excellent. Work. Yeah, that's great. really good. Really good. Really good. Okay. Well, we'll so... say I'll say fantastic now. I'll wait till I actually hear it, I guess. I might change my view. Well, sure you, won't, you won't, because it's an absolute cracker. There I'm you sure go. it is there a cracker. Go. There you go. So I'm going to spread the love that way. Right, okay, so let's uh, have a quick one. So uh, race, what are you going to give it out of 10? 10. 10. 10. 10. Yeah, the whole weekend. Yeah, come on. Oh, look, you can't have edge of the seat stuff for, you know, the whole 52 laps. I appreciate there was some... You know, lulled parts. Oh, come on. All weekend. Okay. I it was fantastic. I, I, I loved give it. it. In I the context, it. it was awesome. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a nine, I think. An eight or a nine. That's because you were I'll, stood I'll in the relentless sunshine. Yes, yeah, maybe. And then, so for, what about for the weekend format then? The change uh, format? Call yeah. it on a Friday, uh, sprint race on Saturday, and a uh, race on a Sunday. We're going to give that out of 10. 10. With with modifications, I see I'm, where you're I'm, going. Yeah, Adam. yeah, I'm cer- I'm certainly up there. I, I, I'll be honest. I was uh, a big, 
I was a bigger fan of it than I thought I was going to be. I loved, loved the quality on Friday. Yeah. I was extremely concerned going into Saturday that it was just going to be a parade and that they, that they weren't going to race. Yeah. But my God, they did race. And it was, yeah, uh, man. and I, th- I, I can't help but thinking actually the outcome of the Saturday race bled into some of the things that you were seeing on the track on Sunday. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Probably. And uh, yeah, anyway. I mean, it, it's interesting to hear your views because being at Silverstone, it was a, it was a, the format was an absolute winner because it made Friday really mean something. So sure. the crowd were really up to it. I mean, you know, I've, I've been in, in, in years past and it's great, but the Friday is just you're enjoying seeing the cars on track, but that's it. But actually you had something tangible and something meaningful on the Friday, which, which you know, helped the crowds and, and, and the crowd was well, well up for it and it helped the weekend start off on a really good footing. And then you had the sprint race on the Saturday, which was great. And then obviously the race on the Sunday. So it made each day that you're at the track really mean something. And it was great for the fans. I wondered if it sort of transgressed to TV. Oh, it, well, it massively came. I thought yeah, it came that... across on TV. I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you, Adam, but I... I... You know, the, my only, and it had to happen on a Friday. I like the timing of it. I mean, it didn't work for me because dog works was silly hours, frankly. But, you know, I mean, I could see being, you know, half five, six o'clock, um, you know, quality on the Friday really working well. Um, you know, I don't know. I thought, I it was just, a long, I, while you were at the track, I must say the quality on the Saturday, it was a long wait for it. It was quite a long wait. 5.30 seemed a long time because it was hot as well, but. Sure. I think everyone sort of mentioned, uh, okay, we understand why it's on that time, or, or, or sorry, on, on on the Friday for the for the qualifier was it five thirty? It, it was a long wait, but once it was there, you know, it was great. So, I mean, it, the crowds looked ridiculous for a Friday. I've been, I've been, you know, you know, I've been a couple of times, and it is, you know, Fridays are nice, mooch about, get some merch, have a check the cars out on track, but not get that engaged as you say, but. You know, it looked like a Sunday crowd on the on the yeah Friday. yeah it, it, it was really busy. I haven't, mental. Yeah, I haven't really... seen it that busy for uh, on a Friday before. Really, so that was that was really good. Um, it also made practice one really exciting because it was really frantic because they had an hour to that yeah, get everything it. sorted. That that was really good, and and and, and that that practice session was really exciting, and, and and you know action on the track the whole time, and you know everyone was out always, and yeah, I thought I thought that worked really well, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, I I also think yeah, the fact that your your boy Fernando gained what six places on the on that first lap that I got that that could possibly have actually invigorated that sprint race because all of a sudden an awful lot of people find themselves a, a place down from where they were in the original qualifying, yeah. and uh, they they wanted to get the, at least that place back and start from where they had originally quote unquote qualified on the Friday. So. That I think contributed to a little bit to, to turning that that sprint race into an actual race. Yeah, I agree. That's, I think it was. Be, it was but, it but that's was because Alonso is a complete genius. That's why you know he's just. Oh, uh, he, he he looked like it on that lap as well. To be did. fair, he well, there, there there were several sides, didn't he? Because when the race restarted as well, he he had a great start. He had a great start at the sprint race. Yeah, I mean. What, what more can I say? I was walking around with my Fernando flag all weekend, and it was fantastic. You know. Did you sign any autographs? Actually, somebody did 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 say to me. Somebody did say to I me, know. "Oh, I walked past and thought you were Fernando Alonso for a second. So I was like, oh, "Yeah, you, you should you should put that picture out there on the uh, on the Twitter feed just for, for gigs." <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was a fantastic format. I, the only thing I thought was I think the sprint race could be 
half the distance it was so 50 kilometers as opposed to 100 because i mean it all happened in the first sort of like half a dozen laps and yeah, then yeah, sort of yeah, settled down a little bit yeah no that's fair that's fair because i there wasn't obviously no real need for tire management but they were probably still being careful with certain tires and things like that Ooh. you know particularly those on softs and stuff like that so okay cool so we are gonna get into the sprint qualifying um and the race but first let's go to a song and rich i remember from last week this was your particularly funny or good link well you've set it up now uh i i, I it's it's tenuous it, we, we want to get back on message because uh, they've been a bit bit sort of like obvious of late. So the last tune I had was Jamiroquai's Deeper Underground. Now, obviously, if you go underground in this country, you're generally going on the underground or the tube. And if you go on the tube, you can you can arrive at a plethora of stations, but a, a good earthy station to arrive at is Brixton in the East End of London. So you've got uh, if you if you emerge at Brixton Station. And actually, if you go from the booking hall at Brixton Station, and if you walk at precisely 2.5 miles per hour, um, in 24 minutes, you'll arrive at Tulse Hill. And that is my link to 24 minutes to Tulse Hill by Carter, the Unstoppable <laughs> Sex Mission. I mean, I'm so battered for the weekend. I, I, I don't think I even followed that. But let, let's play it. It's a fantastic link. That's genius. You're listening to the light side. Let's go F1 show. Jack Ring. Welcome back to the light side. Let's show. Let's show. Light side. Let's go F1 show. I told you I'll make a mistake tonight. I mean, I'm oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the light side. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. And that was 24 minutes of Tulsa Hill by Carter usm there you go that is uh seamless and back wonderful. to my back to my early indie days there are you actually broadcasting this are you doing this from a sauna dan because it does it look quite toasty there yeah well yeah 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 basically i think i'm i think i'm sweating up and um, sweating like pure uh skull i think or whatever it was i was drinking heineken whatever it was anyway 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 so let's crack into the sprint qualifying uh parts then so Top 10 ended up, how did we end up? We ended up with Max having pole position. So he obviously started qualifying on the Friday uh, seconds um, and he moved up to first in the uh, sprint qualifying. Uh, you had Lewis in second um, after his fantastic lap on Friday, which the crowd went wild for to get him in uh, sort of pole position. Oh, okay. Sorry, I uh, just turned the fan off as well because uh, my brother just held a uh, piece of paper up with pen saying, I can hear your fan. So, yeah, I forgot to turn it off. Yeah, you've only got, really got the one uh, fan. <laughs> yeah, the one fan, yeah. That's Mark Wilkins. Um, <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, so Lewis had a fantastic uh, lap on the Friday, um, but he ended up the, the uh, sprint qualifying in second. Uh, but that was, you know, still a, a fantastic place for him. Uh, Bottas ended up third. Uh, Leclerc fourth, uh, Norris in fifth, Ricardo sixth. So it was actually a good weekend for Ricardo this weekend. Mm. Uh, Alonso in seventh, having a, a great start. Uh, Vettel um, also moved up a couple of places in eighth. 
Uh, you had Russell in ninth, so Russell had a great lap to be uh, seventh, wasn't he, for the um, qualifying on Friday? I've, I've got to say that qualifying on Friday. What was that like? Because we watched it on TV, and he went out Brilliant. in that Q three on his own in the gap yeah. in between, and just and literally the crowd roared him round. Yeah. It looked like yeah, it, they they did. I, I tell you what, every time Russell went past, you know, in the car, the crowd were just giving it everything anyway, and the same and and, and the same for Lando Norris. I mean, Lewis has loved that track anyway, but particularly, you know, Norris and, and, and Russell, they've got a huge following. And when, you know, Lewis parts ways with the sport, I think British motorsport is in good hands because those two are really well followed, particularly Lando. Like everywhere you walked in Silverstone, everyone had a Lando Norris hat or a top on. It was quite interesting to Very see. Good. Really. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Russell, great performance again, you know, Mr. Saturday or, you know, whatever you want to say for, for this format. Um, but yeah, that was great. And then you had Ocon in 10th. So my question is, um, the top four at the end of sprint qualifying was this pretty much the same as what happened um, for the qualifying on the Friday, apart from Max and Lewis sort of swapping places. But that was just off the start. So... I thought it was a great format, the sprint qualifying, but I think it's more for the midfield for the midfield teams. Do you think the people at the front kind of think they've got too much to risk? Well, that was what Martin Brundle brought that that topic up during the coverage, and he said that you know there was a lot of of commentary before the um, before the Saturday saying it was just going to be a train, it was going to be a procession blah, blah, blah. Nobody was going to want to risk anything. They were just going to take it as it is. They were going to carry their Friday qualifying all the way through to Saturday and nothing was going to change on, on sorry, on, to Sunday and nothing was going to really change on the Saturday. He said, but he said, what you're forgetting is these guys are racing drivers. They don't do yeah, processions. Yeah, yeah. If they're going to get a chance to actually race, they're going to race. And, and, and so they did. I mean, I kind of feel that yeah, they're going to race. Is anything really going to change that much? No, probably not. Even in the midfield stuff, because at the end of the day, you're maybe not. You're, you're, maybe not with this guise of car, but maybe next year, if, sure. if it promotes closer racing, then you probably will get quite a. Yeah, sure, sure. Because I, I, I think what you know what they were saying. The point was is that the big, you know, the 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 big area of kind of. Um, strategy and 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 you know opportunity for changing positions comes at that first pit stop of course you're never getting that first pit stop so yeah. you're having to, to race it a little bit differently although i think it was also um interesting i mean of course it would be obvious but somewhat interesting to force everybody onto the the soft tire so you're you're, you're taking at that leveler a little bit too um, yeah. i'm not sure how i then feel about giving everybody free choice on sunday I think that may have contributed to a little bit more, you know, potentially some dullness on Sunday, other events aside. Um, but to give the entire grid a free choice of tire, I mean, I don't know how you would do it any differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. But right. then basically now you've got the whole grid as it did. Everyone started on the medium pretty much. I think there was Perez and maybe some one other drivers, you know, gambled. Oh, Bottas, I think, gambled and went on, us on, the, on the soft. But yeah, I don't know. That was, that was, Somewhat a little strange, but I think, but yeah, yeah on the whole, yeah. I mean, it, did, it, did, it didn't fail, did it? No, it no definitely. I mean, the the big loser from it was 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 Perez, isn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. 
and and that's the thing though you know all of a sudden we had him in the, in at the back of the grid you know sort of working his way through and, and gave himself a tough day on the sunday because of what happened in the sprint uh, the sprint qualifying um like i said I, th- I, th- I think it probably could do with being 50 kilometers and I, what i liked is the fact that they clearly don't even have to think about any strategy it's just tires on low fuel fuel for 17 laps just hang it out there we just go absolutely yeah. not, not not we're not managing tires we're not managing engine modes we're just going for it and uh and, yeah. and, and and taking that element out of their constant computerized thinking in their head meant they could just concentrate on on you know hitting it as fast as they could i i, I really liked it like i say i think probably you know a uh, 50k different uh, distance would be would be plenty because it gets you know, because you know then you've got like, like say 50k or 10 laps it would be like we've only got 10 laps it's you know yeah it's, it's like the last five laps of the grand prix were quite were exciting it was exciting before that because you could see hamilton catching up the whole time but um but yeah i i i, I thought the format really worked i really did yeah. i think with with some tweaks i think definitely so, so something you can help me with, because obviously being there, you don't necessarily see all these things. The Russell incident uh, with signs that, that you got a penalty for. What was your call on that? Racing incident, in my view. Yeah, from, from the limited re- replays that I've seen, again, it's, it doesn't seem much, does it? I, mean, I, no. I can't believe FIA handed out these penalties already. It's, it's well, especially because this any, time... Any racing. They supposedly had this whole, you know consultation and sessions of during the off season with the drivers where the drivers were saying stop calling this stuff so tight and actually let us race let, let's have more less pen, uh, um, penalties yeah. and more racing incidents when it's when if you know let's come down on the side of a racing incident rather than come down on the side of a penalty that's mm. what the drivers are asking for so it seemed a little strange with a couple of the calls obviously we'll get onto them you know in, in a little bit but some of the calls this weekend that were clearly <laughs> racing incidents the drivers were saying they are racing incidents the commentators were saying they are racing incidents and yet they're, you know, they're the they're, FIA they're, want they're to promote around. overtaking. That's why they're exactly. changing cars for next year. So yeah, 100%. Exactly. They're, 100%. But, they're, but then they're negating it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 They're, 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 they're going to cripple the sport if they're not careful. Yeah. They yeah all one get other in, quick. Go on. No, go ahead, Rich. I was just going to say, one of, they all get in that car knowing how dangerous it all is. And they and and you know they they I know I know we have to you know be as safe as possible and and you know but you're right we can't have you know penalties deciding the outcome of things when really you know it's kind of a fifty fifty sort of incident. Just the one other real quick um, thing I did pick up on the Friday coverage and I don't know how much you know of the TV coverage you've gotten to tune into yet, Dan. But when they were doing uh, uh, talking to Lewis after the qualification, now we've talked about him saying before how he doesn't believe in the sim, he doesn't spend a lot of you know, time simulator. He was in the sim on Friday morning. Yeah. Was he? he said, yeah. yeah, he said I spent several hours in the sim this morning looking for every single piece yeah. I could possibly eke out of that of that track. Which I yeah. thought was amazing for a track that he's he's got pole position so many times, has won so many times. He clearly knows it so well. He, he's not a simulator driver yet. Friday morning, he's spending a couple of hours in the sim, just honing that lap down to the end degree. Interesting. He did. He said. He said, "No, I'm not wasting time Friday morning." Brackley's like, you know, twenty minutes down the road. Just get get yeah. to the factory, get in the simulator. Let's spend a few yeah. hours there. It was just, you know, that Very was just there. They are absolutely gunning for it again. You know, it's it's, yeah, it's leave leave no stone unturned. Definitely. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's gonna we're we're gonna crack into the race in a bit then. But let's go to a song, and then we can talk about the uh, the big inc- the big incident. So Adam, was, the, was there an incident? Uh, apparently so. Apparently so. Adam. So what song are we gonna go with? So it's been a beautiful weekend here, a beautiful weekend there. Uh, this song takes me back to my mid teenage years. And just something that always makes me, pumps me up when the sun's running, especially if I'm in the car, windows got to be down, volume's got to be up. I don't care whether you're 18 or 50 something. Um, But so wherever you are listening to this, it's time to turn up the volume, turn down the windows and rock out a little bit to the alarm and 68 guns. You're listening to the light side. Let's go F1 show. Jack Ray. You're listening to 68 guns by the alarm. On the light side, let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. And we are reviewing the British Grand Prix, which I went to and which Rich and Adam are extremely jealous. Although, having said that, I'm jealous of how well they're feeling now and I'm feeling absolutely broken. So they... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely left a little bit of you in Northampton. Though, you? <laughs> I think I left a lot of me in Northampton. Anyway... <laughs> okay. So I've lost where I am on my book. Ah, here we are. Right. Okay. So race. This is incredibly, incredibly professional today, isn't it? Okay. So the race, we ended up with a win number eight for Sir Lewis Hamilton. And the British crowd went absolutely berserk again. It was amazing. And in the manner that he won as well, which we get onto by catching Leclerc lap after lap and then you know, overtaking him with a couple of laps left and the crowd were just on, oh, they were on their feet. It was immense. So that was fantastic. Uh, You had Leclerc in second, Bottas in third. You had Norris, a real fan favourite at Silverstone uh, in fourth. Apparently, Norris uh, got a McLaren record this weekend for uh, 15 points finishes in a row. And bearing in mind the sort of drivers in history who have driven for McLaren, that's quite yeah. impressive. For <laughs> who was yeah. Think, pick that. Oh, uh, David Coulthard? David Coulthard, yes. Mika Hakkinen, <laughs> Ayrton Senna, Alan Prost, uh, James Hi- Hunt. Heike Kovalainen. <laughs> Heike Kovalainen. Sergio Perez as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah so that, that, that's, that's pretty... Pretty that's imp- impressive. Pretty that's impressive. deep. That's deeply impressive because that's a back catalogue of drivers who've driven for McLaren. That's you know, that's pretty much the long and just. I mean, Lewis has been there for years. He's, yeah, that's pretty much every yep. decent driver going. Alonso, yeah, he's driven there. Yeah, he has. Yes, uh, you had Ricardo in fifth, uh, Signs in sixth, Alonso in seventh. A great starting Fernando Alonso. You had Stroll in eighth, Ocon in ninth, uh, and Sonoda in tenth. I really enjoyed at the end of the, the uh, race going over to the entertainment centre where you had the stage on and the drivers coming on doing the interviews and stuff. And you know, got the whole crowd there. And most people have got Norris caps or uh, Lewis Hamilton caps. And I'm there with my Fernando Alonso hat and flag running around shouting out, Fernando! And then everyone's just booing me in the whole place. Which is quite quite great, but there you go. (laughs) It was good fun. It was good fun. Okay, so let's let's dive straight into it, shall we? First race incident between Max Verstappen 
and Sir Lewis Hamilton. They came together at Cops Corner and Max went into the tyre wall with a 51G impact, which is one hell of a crash. Really shook him up by the looks of it. You know, he was quite winded and what and, and whatever else. So go on, give me give me your take on, on, on the incident. Not not the, the decision to, to, to penalise Lewis or something. What's your call on the incident? It's been it's been a long time coming. I think it's been brewing. It's been brewing since pretty much race one. And I think the way I saw it was it you know, we've said, you know, we said about the earlier incident, I think this is similar. I think it's fifty fifty. I think you know, earlier this season, I think Lewis has been perhaps backing out and he and, and yeah. Max has been able to get his elbows out. And the reason that Lewis has been has backed out, certainly the first three races, is that he does feel that he had the machinery to get him back on strategy in the race and certainly did do. I think certainly the two Austrian races <clears throat> and, and before that, he's felt that you know, the rebel is the quicker car now. And I think he decided that the British Grand Prix was okay. That's it. This, this now stops and I'm now not going to be yielding. And I think he made that decision. And he, and, and I was sitting there, I said to you last night, no, I didn't. I said to you this morning, whilst you're having a bacon roll and a coffee. Correct, actually yes. at Silverstone at, this morning. At Woodlands, yeah. I wondered why he didn't wait until the hangar straight. And it was a very good point made that actually, because if you'd have not done him at Cops, you've then got Maggots and Beckets, and that's where the Red Bull comes into its own. It had slightly higher downforce. He would have pulled one second through Maggots and Beckets. When he got into the hangar straight, he wouldn't have got DRS, and that would have been potentially the opportunity missed. So I think it was Cops, you know, something or bust, and he was reasonably... I, wasn't, I wouldn't say he's 100% alongside him. He was most of the way alongside him, and Max knew he was going to be there. And there was enough room. There was enough room on both. I, I agree. I, I I couldn't agree more with what you just said there, Rich. Like everything about it. So I, I think it's been, to just to to summarize. I think it's been coming for a while. I think either one of those drivers had the could have backed out and probably had the duty to back out, but not to back out. And neither of them did. That's why it's fifty fifty. That's why it should. It's absolutely one hundred percent a racing yeah. incident. The next yeah. thing is there was the, there was um, I don't know if you, again if you heard it down or not. Toto Wolf, when in their in their conversations with Michael Massey and preparing for the run to the stewards after the red flag, they were talking about a. Uh, have you seen the email I just sent you with the diagram? BBC Sport actually were able to get hold of that information and that particular rule. And what everybody keeps talking about on on the commentators on the TV is that you have to be ahead or wholly alongside, and you don't. The rule actually states you have to have a significant overlap. Yeah, you don't need to be a hundred percent alongside. You have you need to have an overlap. If you go back and look at that, he absolutely had a significant overlap. Yeah, and then thirdly, he sold Verstappen the dummy. Verstappen took the bait. He thought he covered Lewis off on the inside. Yeah. Lewis gave him the old switcheroo and then came back up the inside. Verstappen realized too late what he was doing and one hundred percent turned into him. And that, yeah. you know, if you if you actually look, you watch the onboard and watch his steering wheel. He yeah, and even for, for that matter, I think it was yeah, Leclerc from behind. You see him; he comes across. He thinks he's covered off the inside, never thinking that Lewis was going to go up there. He moves out, then realizes that Lewis is going is going to chuck it up the inside. To Rich's point, uh, Barcelona 
Imola, similar situations, and Lewis backs out. This time, Lewis didn't back out. He clearly decided it was time to stamp some authority. Otherwise, the same thing's going to yeah, happen yeah, exactly. every yeah. single race. I'm, I'm, it I'm would have been hungry. Yeah, yeah, it would have been hungry. It would have been here. It would have been there. It would have come together. Is it still going to happen next time? Maybe, right? But they, at least now they know that the other one is not going to back out and they can make decisions accordingly. They do. And I think, I think Max, I just, the, 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 the thing I had was seeing Max's face when he got out of the car. I've not seen him look like that. He looked yeah, properly yeah. spooked, as in, I mean, you know, you're going to be win. I mean, he really was, you know, hurt. I think yeah. winded severely. It's 160 I, mile an hour corner. So 51 G accident. But when he, they, they showed a shot of him climbing in the back of the ambulance and it was like he had a face that just said, what just happened? And it's like, yeah, yeah somebody's playing you at your own game here, son. I mean, my take on it, I mean, pretty much the same, same as you guys, really. You know, it's 50-50. Should both of them, did both of them have the duty to back out? Yeah, they probably did. Mm. Neither of them did back out. That's why it's 50-50, you know. Exactly. The, the accident happened because someone was at fault, but both of them were at fault. And, yeah. and, 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 and therefore, it's 50-50. And yeah. as you say, it was Lewis's chance, because we've been talking about it for, for, for weeks and race after race, that Max has got his elbows out, Lewis has given him some space, but there will come a time when Lewis says... I've had enough of this. Next time, you know, crash into me, and then we'll see what happens. You know, for for for, for the rest of the season. That that was the time when Lewis had enough of that. But also, as you say, so I watched something on board, and Max actually weaved on yeah. that straight. Yeah. You know, so he was actually moving under what was technically kind of the breaking area. It's, it's more of a lift off into Cops Corner, granted, but he was weaving, trying to stop Lewis. As you say, Lewis saw him the dummy. He ended up going up on the inside. Max squeezed him over towards the yeah. wall and then yeah. both of them moved back out because Lewis had to go back out into the track to make any sort of attempt at the apex at Cops Corner. Um, and Max turned in on him. And, 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 Max and, did yeah. turn on him. And, 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 and it was almost the same as Austria a couple of weeks ago, yet Max was on the inside and Lewis on the outside and Lewis backed out of it. Yeah. So the reason why they didn't come together then is because Lewis did the right thing so that, that therefore, it's probably what Max should have done, which is why I think it's so rich of Red Bull sort of uh, helmet Marco oh. saying Lewis should have a race ban, Horner saying you know it's a hollow victory. It, Horner, Horner, Ma won Max has done this. Max yeah, has done Horner. this. Max has done this to to Lewis, but Lewis has backed out. Yeah, exactly Horner, that. Horner, Horner wanted him black flagged. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It is it's just I don't understand it. Right. The the the, the, the I, I just find you know we were talking about you know these the FIA and some of their rulings uh, um, kind of handcuffing the sport. Some of the things that Horner and Helmut Marko came out and said are going to do the same things. And also the fact that right after it happened, Horner is on the radio to Michael Massey. It had already gone for a steward's decision. Michael, yeah. Massey, Michael Massey has zero input and zero influence over any decision that the stewards um, uh, come to. So I don't know why Horner felt that he needed to be on the radio practically badgering Michael Massey saying, this is clear, this needs to be this, this needs to be that, it's disgusting, da, 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 da. And he just, you know, Michael Massey, to his credit, saying, yep, I get it. I understand what you're, I, I hear you, Christian. That's why it's gone to the stewards. That's why it's gone yeah. to the stewards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly, they, they kept exactly. on and on It just and seemed on. a really, just, a real overreaction. I know emotions running yeah, high. I, I, you sure. know, and, it's, and it's a hell of an accident. It's a 186 mile per hour yeah. corner. All of that. 
But Red Bull's reaction to it was completely it's, over the you know top. What? They you try know what? to influence. Every time... They try to influence by just coming on the radio and saying these things to the right people. Come on, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is terrible. And it's, you know, I, 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 people have said, would it be the same way around if, if, it, if it had been the other way around and, and the Mercedes guys would have been on the radio doing the same thing? And I, I tend to get the impression Toto would not have that similar reaction. I, 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 I would tend to agree. And I, and I also feel like if you go back and again, it's easy to be, you know, kind of uh, gracious when you when you're on the good you know, the, the good side of a, of a, an event like that. But, you know, Toto was completely different in his approach. He wasn't, you know, uh, uh, throwing slings and arrows and, and, and kind of rubbishing Red Bull. He was saying like, you know, we respect them and this and that, but you know, this is what this is. And this is a racing incident. And every time I start to kind of buy into Max and Horner and that whole Red Bull outfit, which I've been doing so this year, but it's because they've yeah. been winning, right? They've been, they've, yeah. they've been all you know, happy, clappy and friendly. And then the minute that something doesn't go their way, they turn into that sulky teenager. They start throwing their rattles out of their prams and just, you know, casting dispersions. I mean, the way that they were referring to, 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 to Hamilton and the fact that a seven time world champion should have known better. And yeah, to your point, that hollow victory, like, come on. They, yeah, you know, Max, Max is an aggressive driver. He is at least, if not more so, of an aggressive driver than Lewis. Yeah. You just haven't seen that side of Lewis recently because you haven't had to see that side because he's always had the, the strategy on his side. He's always been talking about it's a sprint, not a marathon. Well, guess what? Once you get so far into a marathon, you know, it, it, you know some of these decisions become more and more important. And you, know, you go from a 34-point to a 40-point deficit and you know no one's ever overcome no one's ever had a 40 point lead in the world championship and not won it so you know those stats have to be on his mind and you know he had to now just you know get back to the aggression and and get back to letting max realize he's not going to back out every single time yeah yeah very much it was so clear cut and and i have to say i think you know the the thing that that did slightly wind me up about the channel four coverage which was live which was great that was fantastic they immediately bagged on lewis and it's funny that the two people doing the channel four documentary dc and weber who are former red bull drivers i think still paid to do some stuff for red bull yeah so it's kind of like there's oh well lewis and oh lewis and, and this isn't you know, I know we, we you know, we, we're sort of big fans of Lewis, but I, I, I kind of in recent years have, have liked the way he goes about racing. And I just, to my mind, it was, it was 50 50. That was it. It was, it, yeah, and, definitely. you know, the fact that he got a 10 second penalty shows that, well, they're right, they handed a penalty out and it still didn't matter. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you know, I think we're all in agreement on that. And, and, and yeah, yeah it's the way it is. But, uh, yeah. Wingy, but anyway. wingy spice. That's what I'm going to call Yes. But wingy anyway, spice. Lewis, wingy ended spice. <laughs> Lewis ended up with, with a 10-second penalty, which put him out behind uh, Bottas um, in, the, in the race to start with. And uh, there were team orders there, which was interesting. Uh, Bottas looks to be a, a defeated man right now. And, and th- th- there doesn't seem to be much fighting him anymore uh, at Mercedes. And I think that's... Uh, probably indicative of the way the uh, contract negotiations are going to go, etc. when you've got Mr. Russell waiting in the wings. Yeah. Um, but then Lewis had that relentless sort of charge back to, 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 to catch Leclerc. He was catching him by like a second a lap, wasn't he? Which was quite, a, it was, it was, it was another great drive by Lewis. It was, it was, it was another champion's drive. That was, that was, that yeah. was, that was really, relentless. That was relentless. It really was. And talking of champions, you had uh, Sebastian Vettel uh, spinning 
uh, under pressure from Alonso. Again, it, it's that Sebastian Vettel and pressure uh, conversation that always happens and, you know, he ends up making a mistake. I mean, you know, it, 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 it does come up time and time again. However, the reason why I brought that up was actually I don't want to knock him too much because I don't know if you've seen on social media and stuff. Um, so Sebastian Vettel stayed at the track until late, uh, helping the stewards clear up rubbish from the stands. Yeah, that so was he was actually just going around with black bags, clearing up all the rubbish yeah. from the stands and helping out with the stewards. He's been doing a big thing on eco stuff, either that yeah. or, um, or, or or Lawrence has given him penance for spinning the car. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, he was trying to keep out his way, perhaps. <laughs> was just like, no, you spun the car, that's it. You're now cleaning up the rubbish. That's it. That's what they did. Yeah. No, I did um, see that. I thought I was. That yeah, was very, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. And you had uh, you had Perez in the race, made really hard work of coming through the field in what was yeah, supposedly the fast, probably the now that Max was at the race, the fastest car on the grid. Yeah, and he made really like... hard work of it. I, I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, really hard work. He, he's very up and down this season so far. He's had some really great races, but he's had some really poor races, and it's just yeah. like, you know. I couldn't understand why they brought him. Well, I, they, clearly. Red Bull one and two because they would they would rather take one point off uh, Lewis than perhaps uh, you know um, uh, Perez getting into sort of you know eighth seventh or eighth place which he was on I think he was on course to do when he you know finally sort of got towards the top ten but then they brought him in and you know it's like well we'd rather just take a point off yeah. Lewis frankly yeah because that might matter. matter but all in all yes it was a pretty exciting you know pretty good race Leclerc. Those surprised Ferrari, everybody, those, those, he did, didn't he? Ferraris look fast, you know. How did great. he? How did he keep that Ferrari? That in front was of Lewis surprising. So long? Yeah, that was great. That was great. So re- really good, really good. Okay, so I mean that's taken up a lot of the show, which is fantastic because uh, it's uh, really uh, you know our main talking point really, and that's really swung the season around again now and made things change and made it very spicy. Con- con- continuing on. Uh, so let's get to a song then, and, and then we can uh, close out the show. And Rich, this is another one of your links. So this is another link. So Carter USM, uh, uh, two two guys, Jim Bob and Fruit Bat. Uh, so Jim Bob uh, is a guy called James uh, Morrison. Jim Bob is the lead singer. And uh, well, if we take Jim Bob, there is another famous duo called Vic and Bob. Uh, and the Jim bit works there because actually Vic Reeves, his real name is James and he called himself Reeves because he likes Jim Reeves. So there's, there's a double whammy of Jims there. Uh, and uh, Vic Reeves is one of the few comedians to actually have a number one hit single with The Wonder Stuff. And I'm going to go with the wonder stuff. And because he was on a bit of a mission, I think uh, this is Mission Drive. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show with Jack Ray. That was the wonder stuff with Mission Drive. And this is The Light Side. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. Right then, boys, we have come pretty much to the end of the show and i forgot to turn my fan off again so if you did hear a noise it's just been switched off thank you very much and i'm sweating loads i'm sweating all the alcohol out from the uh, weekend and all sorts but there you go okay so we are off to hungary in two weeks aren't we yeah so be fun and lewis goes very well around hungary so it's gonna be very interesting it's, 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 it's kind of max going off this weekend it's kind of a shame in terms of i wanted to see how close they really were like over a race pace, and I, we still don't quite know that. So that's quite that's going to be quite a, quite an interesting one. So uh, yeah, and and, and next week uh, I don't know. I haven't even thought about next week and what we're going to cover, but I'll have a think over the next couple of days, and then I'll some uh, tweet out right. what we're going to cover. Verstappen took his first pole position in Hungary. He did. Ah. 
Nice stat. Nice stat. He does, he does go well there. Nice does Lewis. I can't even think of any stats right now, so there you go. Right, okay then. So, uh, as I said at the start of the show, Seeing Us Out is going to be uh, my tent neighbours band. Oh, yeah. Good e stuff. Ethan yeah. and the Reformation uh, with a song called Wild Minded Woman. So, uh, you going to say bye, boys? Yeah, I'm going to say bye. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I can't wait to listen to this, Mick. This will be good. Okay, and I've just got one more thing to say, and that is take care and drive safely.